Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pond, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 29 A New Member Jackson drove in controlled silence. Katie kept glancing towards his face, trying to gauge his emotions. When they were a mile from her home, Jackson pulled over and shut off the engine. He sat there for a couple of moments, not saying anything. She waited patiently, quietly watching him. He reached out for her hand and intertwined his fingers with hers. That was some release, he said quietly. I know you feel better. I can feel it. Her emotions were so close to the surface. Tears immediately filled her eyes and started spilling down her cheeks. I'm sorry. I'm turning into such a crybaby. Jackson shook his head. You had too much emotions bottled up, Katie. You needed to let go. I just wish. He stopped talking and looked out the windshield. I'm just glad you were able to get it out, he said finally. Looking towards her, he smiled reassuringly at her. She was watching him so closely she noticed his eyes darken, his features turning into a concentrated frown. What is it? What's wrong? Everyone is all coming to your house. I have been listening to their conversations all morning. I was afraid if you took too much longer in the... in there, he stumbled over the words. I was going to have to come in and get you. He shook his head. Of course, I didn't know it was Sam's house. His voice trailed off. Why is everyone coming to my house? She said, trying to stay on track. Jackson frowned. They want to hear what happened to you, and... He stopped again, his face in concentration. What is it? Jackson looked at her apprehensively. Lizzie seems to think. Not only is she the leader, but she can kick you out. What? No way. Katie shook her head, laughing a little nervously. She looked back at Jackson, hoping he was joking. Lizzie's my friend. She wouldn't do that to me. She's tasted power, Katie. She wants more. The other two have not really commented one way or the other. That makes me believe they're still loyal to you. Or they both want to wait and see how you react before they decide. I'm not sure. Jackson tapped his fingers on the steering wheel. You may have to fight her to show who's the alpha in the pack. What? Katie shook her head in surprise. I'm not physically fighting my friend to show who's going to be the dominant leader. That's how it works, Katie. Yeah, well, I think we have evolved a little. Katie couldn't believe where this conversation was heading. We may be animals and have an animal spirit inside us, but I believe we can talk things out. Is that how we're going to fight the evil that is threatening us? By talking? No, I just mean, I believe I can talk reasonably with Lizzie. Jackson looked out the windshield. Maybe it's not a good idea to let them know I'm a seeker. Katie thought about it for a while. She shook her head. No, I think we need to be up front with everyone. Not telling them and they find out another way? Looks like we are intentionally being deceitful. We can tell them. Just not today, when the situation is a little dicey. No, Jackson. We have to tell them everything. Lay all the cards on the table. Then they can decide what they want to do. What if they won't accept me? Then we will be a pack of two. 
A slow smile spread on Jackson's face. You won't abandon me, huh? Katie smiled back. No, I won't abandon you. Jackson started the vehicle. Let's go face the music. They should be at your house by now. Spotting her house, she straightened up. Sure enough, Lizzie and Candace's car were parked in the driveway. Jackson pulled in front of the house. How are you going to tell them? I'm not sure. I'll just see how it goes. Katie got out of the car and walked towards her house. Jackson followed cautiously behind. They know you're here. They're not sure who I am. I'm trying to gauge if you know anything. Katie turned and started walking around the back of the house. Tell them I'll meet them out back in the woods. Jackson let out a chuckle. Now they're completely freaked out. Jackson, I want you to promise me you won't hurt them. What do you plan to do? I'm not sure yet. I just don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't see you extracting a promise out of them. I know you can take care of yourself. You could seriously hurt one of them, and I don't want that happening. Jackson sighed. Whatever, Katie. You have my promise. Katie entered the woods. She walked until she reached a small clearing. Sitting down on a fallen tree, she waited. Jackson sat down beside her. Are they coming? I'm not sure. They stopped speaking through their thoughts. Katie heard a branch snap. Looking in that direction, she could see three figures walking slowly towards them. She quickly looked towards Jackson. His features had turned into stone. Tyler was walking ahead of Lizzie. Candace was quite a distance back, following slowly behind. Entering the clearing, Tyler gave Katie a quick smile. His features became unreadable as Lizzie entered the small area. Katie waited until Candace was in the clearing. Casually, she got up and smiled at all three of them. I'm glad you could all make it, she said warmly, pretending she was the one who called the meeting. First off, I would like to apologize for the theatrics in front of the diner. I shouldn't have spouted off like that, Lizzie. I am truly sorry. Lizzie folded her arms. Her mouth twisted into a pout. Katie could feel a pressure in her mind. I believe I've already told you this, but if you're trying to speak to me with your mind, I cannot hear you. I somehow turned it off when Sam died. I don't know how to turn it back on. Lizzie looked triumphantly at Katie, her smile deepening maliciously. Katie quickly glanced over at Jackson. She's pointing out why you should no longer be the leader, because you can't speak through your thoughts, Jackson said under his breath. Lizzie looked at Jackson. Katie felt the familiar pressure in her mind. Her eyes kept darting from Lizzie to Tyler to Candace and then back to Jackson. Jackson shrugged. If you want to talk to me, you're going to have to speak out loud so Katie can hear. Again, she felt the strong pressure in her mind. She glanced back at Jackson. He was looking directly at Lizzie, not making a single sound. Fine, Lizzie burst out. We'll have it your way. Who are you? Jackson smiled. He turned towards Katie, gesturing for her to continue. This is my friend Jackson. We've been friends for several months now. He has helped me and all of you a great deal. She paused not knowing how to continue. She glanced back at Jackson. He shook his head imperceptibly. Ignoring his gesture, she turned back to her friends. Jackson is a seeker, she rushed out. He was there when Sam died. Katie quickly glanced back at Jackson. He shot her a, are you kidding me, look. Giving him a shrug, she glanced back towards her friends. 
It took about 30 seconds for the information to sink into their consciousness. The change from human to cats was instantaneous. Katie jumped out of the way as three snarling large cats attacked Jackson at once. Slamming to the ground, Katie turned over just in time to see Jackson pull the coolest move she had ever seen. He jumped about 15 feet in the air, did a backflip during the rotation, and turned into panther form. Coming down, he landed 10 feet from the others. She watched, unable to take her eyes off him. He maneuvered around her three friends, everyone intent on killing him. He merely pushed, scratched, and eluded them. Finally, deciding he had enough, bands came out of nowhere. They wrapped around the cat's legs, hog-tying them together. Katie got up and brushed off dirt and leaves from her pants. Her friends, unable to do anything else, were snarling and spitting towards her and Jackson. Walking towards the panther, she folded her arms, waiting for the loud snarling to dissipate. She felt pressure against her mind again. Shaking her head, she glanced towards the panther. What are they saying? Jackson turned into a human. Katie watched in fascination as hair receded, clothes appeared, covering his body. You have got to teach me how you do that. Jackson gave her a cocky smile. They're calling you a traitor, he said, referring back to the snarling cats. Katie looked down. Candace and Tyler were lying quietly watching the exchange between her and Jackson. Lizzie was still snarling, fighting against the binding. Jackson shook his head. The more you struggle, the tighter the ropes will become. The snarling became louder. Jackson gave a tut-tut sound through his teeth. Does your mama know you use those words? Lizzie kept spitting and snarling. Katie waited patiently until Lizzie finally calmed down. Are they in pain? She asked Jackson. She remembered how the binding had cut into her wrists. Lizzie's uncomfortable. Loosen them, will you? Jackson nodded. Looking back towards her friends, she leaned back and started telling them everything. She left nothing out as she explained her friendship with Jackson, how he had helped them survive attacks and eventually how Sam died. She told them about the accident, how Jackson had come to her rescue. When she was finished, she looked towards her friends. Tyler and Candace were no longer in bindings. They were in a relaxed position watching her intently. Lizzie was still bound, her eyes refusing to meet Katie's. She glanced towards Jackson, giving him a questioning look. He shrugged. I can't tell how she's feeling about anything. She's still tied up just to be safe. Go ahead and let her go. Jackson shook his head. I'm not sure that's a good idea. Jackson, let her go. Jackson eyed her warily, then shrugged, his body tense. Katie looked towards Lizzie expectantly. As soon as the binds disappeared, the cheetah jumped up and lunged for Katie. A black blur jumped in front of her, knocking the cheetah. Katie jumped up in time to see the panther on top of Lizzie. Jackson, no, stop! Glancing towards the other two cats, she could see they were again tied up. She could tell Jackson was speaking to Lizzie. Frustration warred inside of her. She wanted desperately to know what he was saying to her. Slowly, the panther got off the cheetah and walked back to her side. Turning into human form, he eyed the other two large cats, their bindings now gone. Katie leaned towards him. What did you say to her? Jackson shook his head, eyeing the cheetah. She could tell she wasn't going to get anything else from him. Turning back towards her friends, she sighed. We need Jackson on our team, guys. He has just demonstrated 
quite effectively, I might add, how he can beat us in a fight. I know you don't know him and are afraid to trust him. I'm asking for you to trust me until you get to know him. I'm not going to force this issue. If you will not accept Jackson, then that's fine. We'll just go off and be a pack without you. I just want to stress there is a great evil out there that we're going to have to fight against. It is better for us to be together than apart. Katie got down on her haunches so she could look directly into the eyes of her friends. She noticed Lizzie still refused to look her in the eye. I want you to vote. If you're willing for Jackson to be on our team, cross over and stand next to us. If not, stay where you are. Tyler, you don't get a vote for whatever Lizzie wants. You need to step up to the plate and make the decision on your own. Standing up, she stepped back next to Jackson. For a moment, nobody moved. Katie felt her heart sink when the seconds ticked by. Then the snow leopard stood up gracefully and stepped next to Katie. Turning, she watched the other two cats. The African lion started swinging his head between the cheetah and Katie. Eventually, it stood up and sat next to the snow leopard. Katie watched the proud cheetah as she struggled. She desperately wanted to put her arms around her friend and tell her how much she cared for her. She almost took a step towards her. Jackson, anticipating her move, quickly grabbed her hand. She glanced towards him. He shook his head in a small, discernible move. She turned her head, quietly watching Lizzie. Eventually, the cheetah got up, took a couple of steps forward, then sat back down. Was that a yes or a no? Katie blurted out, unable to stand it anymore. Jackson arched his eyebrows. Yes. Katie whooped for joy, jumped over and hugged the cheetah. She could tell Lizzie was stiff in her arms, but she knew it wouldn't take them long to be good friends again. Running over... She gave the other two cats a warm hug. Laughing and crying, she jumped up and embraced Jackson. He picked her up and turned her around, smiling at her antics. Jackson looked down at the cats and smiled. Candace wants to know if you could go to her car and get her backpack. She wants to change into human form. Oh, yeah? No problem. I'll be back in a minute. Hurrying away, Katie ran to get the items. Katie stood next to Jackson while the rest of the team was changing into their clothes. Candace emerged from the bushes first. I want to know how you can change into human form with clothes on, she demanded. Jackson smiled. Hello to you too, Candace. Hello, she mimicked in a too sweet voice. Jackson, isn't it? Yes, that's right. Candace placed her hands on her hip. Are you going to tell us or not? After all, you're a new member of the team, are you not? Share and share alike, Jackson. Every time she said the name Jackson, she would emphasize the word in a disbelieving voice. Katie raised her eyebrows questioningly. Jackson glanced towards her, chuckling. She knows my real name, he said, indicating Candace. Ah, Katie nodded in understanding. David called you Jared. Jackson frowned. My name is Jackson. He said it loud enough for only Katie and Candace to hear. My family would be in grave danger if my real name was ever connected to me. Candace frowned, nodding in agreement. I'm sorry, Jack. I mean, Jackson, I didn't know. Jackson watched Candace closely and stuck out his hand to her. Thanks, Candace. I... Well, great leader, Lizzie said sarcastically. Where do we go from here? Candace's head shot up, giving Katie a warning look. 
Katie didn't understand what Candace was trying to say. Instead, she smiled at Lizzie, including her and Tyler in their group. I've been thinking about several things. If you guys are willing to listen and I can get your ideas and input, I'd appreciate it. Lizzie snorted and folded her arms defensively. Katie glanced around. The rest of the team was listening attentively. She decided to ignore Lizzie and continue. There are a number of things Jackson needs to teach us. First, how we can fight effectively. She started ticking them off with her fingers. Second, how the heck does he change into human form and still wear clothes? Third, how is he able to tie us up? Everyone nodded in agreement. Katie could see that Lizzie was even interested. Fourth, we need to set up a time and place to meet. Katie looked around the group. Does anyone have any ideas? What's wrong with the cabin? Lizzie asked. Katie shook her head. Too many bad memories. I'm not sure I'll ever be able to go back there. Everyone nodded in agreement. Katie glanced at Candace, who was looking down at her feet. She saw the small shake of her head before she noticed Jackson's eyebrows rise questioningly. What was all that about, she wondered. She decided to move on. I would like to work after school and weekends. I know everyone has sports and other activities. She tried to forestall any complaints. We don't have to meet all at once. In fact, Jackson may be able to teach us better if it's one-on-one. Katie looked around the group, satisfied with their response. She turned towards Jackson. Could you tell us how you are able to wear clothes? Jackson cocked his head to one side and smiled. I'm not wearing any clothes. Yes, you are. She reached out and touched his sleeve. She rubbed the fabric between her forefinger and thumb. I'm projecting an image. This isn't an image. I can feel the fabric in my hand, Katie demanded. It's an image, all the same. Candace reached over and rubbed the shirt with her fingers. How is that possible? Jackson shrugged. If the mind believes it's real, who am I to tell you otherwise? What about those ropes you tied us up with? Lizzie snarled. What about them? Jackson said cautiously. Are you going to tell us they were not real either? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying, Jackson shrugged. Your mind thought you were tied up, therefore you were. The bindings actually hurt, Katie blurted out. That was in my mind too? Wait a minute. Candace interrupted. When were you tied up? You don't think I quietly listened to him after I saw him jump out the window when Sam died, do you? Candace nodded, giving her an understanding look. Is this like the daydream Lizzie had in class? Everyone looked towards Tyler, surprised he said anything. What daydream? Jackson asked. Much to Lizzie's annoyance, Katie described Lizzie's daydream during English class. Jackson listened carefully, nodding in understanding. I believe it goes along the same idea, except to be able to portray it in such detail in such a large area is truly a unique gift. He turned to Lizzie. You need to work on it so you can create any circumstances you want on demand. I don't know how I did it in the first place, Lizzie said awkwardly. Don't you think that's how I figured out how to do what I can do? It happened by accident. I figured out what I did to make it happen so I could do it again. Everyone sat there in deep thought for a couple of minutes. I must warn you, there are people out there who don't have the gene or whatever it is to be able to see, Jackson said cautiously. I found that out the hard way. I walked into a convenience store to pay for gas. The attendant asked me, why the hell wasn't I wearing clothes? It was 10 degrees outside. 
Katie started laughing at the picture in her mind. Looking at Jackson's dubious expression made her laugh even harder. Soon, Candace and Tyler joined in. She looked towards Lizzie, who had an odd smile on her face. It felt good to laugh. Come on, let's go home, Katie said, still chuckling. Can I talk to you in private? Candace asked quietly. Sure. Giving Jackson and the others a small wave, she waited until they were completely alone before she turned to Candace. I just wanted you to know I did not go along with Lizzie's plans, Candace burst out. I didn't agree with it from the start. I wanted to warn you. I just didn't know how. Hey, it's all right, Katie said reassuringly. Candace looked down. I wanted to thank you, she said quietly, for fighting for me. Katie didn't understand what she was talking about. I seem to remember two large animals fighting around me when I was changing. I blocked it out, I guess. If I was faced with the same decision as Jack Jackson, I probably would have chosen the same thing, Candace said softly. Me too, Katie agreed. Did he happen to tell you anything about me? Katie carefully studied Candace. She was still looking down, her expression hidden. He told me you are from a powerful family with lots of money. Candace looked up, her eyes filled with tears. I was hoping he... She stopped in mid-sentence and shook her head. I don't understand, Katie said, surprised. My family's money does not define who I am. Candace interrupted vehemently. Katie waited patiently for Candace to continue. I wanted you to like me for me. Candace sat down on the log, her shoulders slumped. Now, I don't get the chance to really know. Bewildered, Katie sat down next to Candace. I had a good idea you had more money than we had when you gave us all those clothes. For your information, that normally doesn't happen around here. I couldn't help it, Candace gave a shaky smile. You guys kept wearing the same thing over and over again. Each time you changed, your wardrobe was getting smaller and smaller. I was beginning to think you only had two pairs of pants left. Katie reached around and put her arm around Candace. I do consider you my friend. Despite the annoying fact that you have beautiful blonde hair, eyes the color of the sky, you're incredibly smart, you can beat me at sports, and now you're rich. What's not to like? Have I missed anything? I'm loyal, Candace said softly. Katie nodded. Loyalty is good. Since you know I have money, there's no reason not to tell you. We have a hunting lodge with extensive grounds about 20 miles from here, Candace said casually. You have a hunting lodge with extensive grounds? Katie repeated dumbly. Candace waited patiently, watching the words sink into Katie's consciousness. You have a hunting lodge with extensive grounds, Katie repeated again, a slow smile forming on her face. Why didn't you say anything? Ja Jackson was trying to get me to say something about it, but I didn't want to tell anyone I had money unless I had to. How does Jackson? know about the hunting lodge. He's been there several times with my family. His dad is a business associate and friend of my dad. Oh, really? Funny how he didn't explain that fact. Jackson is in the same situation as I am. In fact, I copied him. Katie frowned. What do you mean? He wanted to live a normal life and go to a regular high school. I saw him when he started attending a public school, so I insisted on going to Central High too. He was always able to play the part better than me. 
He seemed to fit right in, while I had to struggle just making friends. You and Sam were the closest thing I had to a real friend. Now she's gone, and I don't want to lose you, too. We're in this together, Candy, Katie told her quietly. Through thick and thin, we're in this together. Candace's head shot up. You called me Candy. I'm sorry. It just came out. I didn't mean to. No, it's not that, Candace tried to explain. Nobody has ever called me by a nickname before. I like it. You want to be called Candy? Yes, she said firmly in her soft, cultured voice. I would love for you to call me Candy. Candy it is. Getting up, she reached out for her friend's hand to pull her up. Do you think it's possible to let Jack Jackson's parents know he's alive? His family was devastated when he disappeared. Candy asked as they headed back. Katie shook her head. Jackson could be right about the immediate danger. He would know more about it than us. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pawn, the first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, and our imaginations meet again, have a great day.